0: we Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. I'm Jason Edwards.
1: I'm Kelsey Goldman.
0: Kelsey, what are we talking about this episode of our esteemed podcast, a classy podcast?
1: We are talking.
0: That would never result, before you finish that sentence, that would never result to crass sexual humor.
1: We are talking about dick.
0: Excuse me? Excuse me.
1: Specifically, the 1999 feature film, Dick, starring Michelle Williams and Kirsten Dunst.
0: That's right, folks. <laughs> you you all have long demanded it. Finally, we're we're touching on Dick. Yep. You see it. Yes. You see it. There's uh, <laughs> a
1: lot of wordplay it just, it jokes just, to be made.
0: It just feels good. It does. So, Dick is a comedy film mm-hmm. set in 1999. Set in 1999. Sorry. S- <laughs> s- released in 1999. Set in, I believe, 1972?
1: Around the Watergate scandal.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the 72, uh, yes.
1: The the dick in question is one Richard Nixon. Yes. Yeah, so this is
0: a comedy film <laughs> set around the events of Richard Nixon's, you know, the Watergate scandal and his eventual exit from office. Yes. And it focuses on two teenage girls portrayed by Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams. Yes. So Who gets sort of through a series of, of lightly comedic mishaps, wind up in in President Nixon's orbit, and eventually sort of directly actually lead to his downfall. Yeah, that's really all there is to it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's great.
0: It's it's very good. Just, just get this out out front. I often hold back my takes to later. This is a good. <laughs> movie
1: yes (laughs) we are in
0: this is your favorite era of kirsten dunst
1: this is we are in uh what i think is the first peak kirsten dunst era because i think now we're we are sort of post fargo is like the kirsten dunst renaissance you know
0: i feel like she's (laughs) about like she's just about to have the moment where people realize how good she is right yeah she gets like fully critically reevaluated yeah uh, i mean that doesn't happen so much for women actresses unfortunately but yeah if it's going to happen for her i think we're about at the point where it's going to really mm-hmm. really take off
1: agreed um because
0: she has that show on showtime now right yeah which yeah. no one i know has watched but
1: i want to it's kirsten dunst yeah I love her, um, but this, this particular, like, late 90s, early aughts, Kirsten Dunst, she's, st- she's, st- she's still a teenager, early 20s, like, playing people who are teenagers and early 20s, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: she was actually 17 at the time this movie's was released. Yeah. So she was, and then her character is about 16 or 17. 15 so or 16, actually, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's actually appropriate casting. Yeah. I, I, I think
1: Michelle Williams is, like, 19, like...
0: Yeah, and so they're uh, almost right. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a small thing, but, yeah. in, you know, so many... Because, you know, we grew up in the 90s, and then also in, like, the early 2000s, like, yeah. of, like the very much the WBCW era. Yeah, I
1: feel like in the, uh, like, after, like, 2003, they started doing the thing where they were casting, like, 30-year-olds as teenagers.
0: Yeah. I feel like that, that's a thing that's always sort of happened, but yeah. because the, I don't know, I feel like it was very prevalent in the television and the movies of yeah. our youth. So, to see anything, even nowadays, like. Well, they started
1: sexing up teenagers a lot more, so they had to be not teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: I I guess the cult of youth has been kind of like in development since the the 40s and 50s. Yeah. The 40s, post World War II, when we invented the idea of being a teenager. Fascinating thing. Didn't exist. It's crazy. It's so funny to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But so, you know, whenever I see, even now when I see teens playing teens, which, you know, we live in a world where. Uh, Elsie Fisher from eighth grade was playing roughly her correct age, and yeah. she was like thirteen in that movie. Yeah. So that stuff that happens. But so when I see it happening now or in it past doesn't movie, happen enough, I like it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it feels. You know, it's weird because, you know, when if you're if you're a teenager watching Dawson's Creek or any of those shows mm-hmm. like that, where twenty five year olds are playing teenagers, you feel weird. Mm-hmm. You're like, when is this, when is that going to kick in for me? When is my face going to develop that sharpness and 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 maturity? Which turns out, um, still waiting for that, still waiting for that to kick in, still waiting to really uh, get that 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 Dawson level handsomeness, uh, you know, post puberty burst. Yeah. But you would define this as the uh, the. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually I'm, I've got Kirsten Dunst's Dunst yeah. filmography on. Up, up in front of me right which now which you
1: know she's she's like prolific because her filmography has its own wikipedia page yes always <laughs> a good sign always a good sign
0: it's always gives you that feeling of oh they're taking this seriously yeah so I'm, i've got that up in front of me and she has honestly from from the jump kind of been doing a lot of really strong work right i mean her debut was a was a you know a, a, a segment in, in new york stories directed by woody allen which say what you will for him, he is a prestigious director and and 1989 was like, you know, still sort of extremely relevant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her next role was in a Brian De Palma movie. (laughs) Again, his adaptation of Bonfire of the Vanity is not his most well-regarded work. But then you got, you know, you got Interview with a Vampire like five years later the 1994 little women. Which Uh iconic. Jumanji? Jumanji? Jumanji?
1: Jumanji. The see, Jumanji is where the where I think that this period of Kirsten Dunst like starts for me.
0: Okay, so yeah, so we're going to so so we're just to go through run through some real highlights of her, her mm-hmm. filmography real quick. Mm-hmm. Jumanji 95, mm-hmm. 97, The Voice of Young Anastasia. In Anastasia, which is Dom one Luf of my films. favorite
1: animated movies, so.
0: <laughs> that's that's terrible. Um, I know. maybe her 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 pivotal role as uh, Anna Patterson in the television film Tower of Terror yes
1: yes good good movie not really <laughs> <laughs> it's got Steve Gutenberg it's very 90s <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, a few years after that 1999 dropped at Gorgeous
1: can we talk about 1999 for Kirsten Dunst though because okay. 1999 was a good year for Kirsten Dunst let's,
0: let's lay it out let's lay it all out there so she she released one two three five films in 99 we're talking yes. we're talking oh five Jew law levels of releases yes here. and
1: I think I know the stories of at least three of them and she's like the main character or at least four of them because you got um true heart which i don't know that one but drop dead gorgeous which is a fantastic film oh so
0: good so good drop dead gorgeous an early example well not early but a a, you know a pre well post post Blair Witch it was it was a mockumentary yeah before that really yeah but we hadn't had
1: like um Best in Show, which was I think one of the first yes. ones we, that was we have, like really critically have acclaimed. Government. I'm
0: not sure Best in Show was out yet. Yeah, I'm not. I'll fact check that while you yeah. keep going.
1: But yeah, so dropped a gorgeous, amazing movie. Great. So um, so
0: good. Regardless, so good. So good. Great command of tone. Yeah. Very just funny as a concept. Very well executed. Great, great fucking cast. Really good cast. Dropped really a, good Dropped cast. a gorgeous one of those one of those just absolutely stacked casts yeah. that I I feel like we don't get anymore. Yeah.
1: You got, like, just in, like, the main... Because it's about... Uh, it's a documentary about a, a local beauty pageant. And just in, like, the contestants of the beauty pageant, you have Kirsten Dunst, um, Brittany Murphy, uh, Denise Richards, uh, Amy Adams in her first ever <laughs> movie role. <laughs> like, and that's not to preclude any of the adult characters which are like Allison Janney, jenny ellen barkin kirstie alley like it's a great cast you gotta see it it's a good movie anyway um
0: denise richards yeah so will, will sasso will sasso will sasso will sasso of southland tales <laughs> fame appears adam west makes a guest appearance
1: yeah as adam west if i recall correctly yes
0: thomas lennon is a, a very small role but yeah. still always deli- delight anyway it's, just, it's, a, it's a stat cast
1: dropped it gorgeous is a great movie after dropped it gorgeous well not the same year dropped Dead gorgeous um virgin suicides was released which is a very different tone very different <laughs> set of skills that sophia coppola's debut film no yes yes um
0: it's a it's her feature directorial debut
1: yeah and Kirsten Dunst is great in it. Um it's a weird movie, but
0: I've I, never seen it.
1: It's I liked it as like a teenage girl, but I'm not sure it would hold up now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um The Devil's Arithmetic after that, which is like
0: Which I saw at school. Yeah. I'm gonna say I read the middle or high school. Yeah. Very effective. Yeah. Very effective. I didn't I did not realize until much later she was the lead in that, but yeah. she does a great job. Yeah. It's a it's one of those classic, like, you know, 30 going on 30, or like, you know, one of those classic body swap time travel movies, yeah, you know, where a young girl gets, you know, magically transported back in time to the Holocaust. But if, she... if, if, if I'm if, sorry, just, I, I don't want to get too dug in on this, but I, I really want to make sure I get this right. Devil's Rhythm Tech is the movie where she's like a young Jewish girl, which, by the way, that's casting, but whatever. <laughs> she's a young Jewish girl who's like, too flipping about the Holocaust.
1: Brittany Murphy also in that, apparently. Really? Yeah.
0: Fascinating. <laughs> but that's it, right? She's like, she's like, oh, whatever, the Holocaust. I don't care about my heritage. Yeah, her, it's like... And her it's, creepy grandmother's like, it's like well, her grandmother, you'll see. Her grandmother's like a
1: Holocaust survivor, I think, and like, and puts it, a curse on her or something. <laughs> I don't
0: think there's an actual curse that happens, just yeah. some... You know, metaphysical being and puts yeah. her consciousness in her grandmother's like well, not her grandmother's body because, yeah. but she is a young yeah. Jewish girl in the you know during the Holocaust. She and learns. Goes through, she
1: learns what everyone went through. She dies. She dies. Like
0: she experiences like death. Yeah. It's it's, it's very like. It's a very effective. It made movie. A, it made a real impression <laughs> on me. Yeah. In it, like it's, it's,
1: sixth grade. <laughs> it's a very
0: eerie and like it's very much like devoted to attention to detail of like how mm-hmm. they actually murdered people in mm-hmm. the Holocaust. So I don't want you to bring us down, but it's a. It's a good movie. It's a, it's, a, it's just a weird it's one of the, it's, it's part of the, the Kirsten Dunst nineteen ninety nine um quintology. Quadrology? Yeah. Quintology. quintology
1: she, there was five movies. Um but after that. But after and these are these are actually not in the order that they came out, but yeah. um We're gonna, we're, we're, gonna have,
0: we're gonna jump back ninety nine. Let's let's yeah. do a little let's do a jump ahead a little bit. The, mm-hmm. the year after that, one new, dick in ninety nine. <laughs> one year later. Bring it on.
1: Bring it on and then get and over
0: it 2001
1: get over it fucking great
0: 2002 but 3 years after after this her magic run in, in drop dead gorgeous virgin suicides Mary dick Devil's rhythm Mary Jane Rhythmatic. Watson Spider-Man Spider-Man is Spider-Man amazing
1: Mhm
0: honestly we if you see if you see her in Spider-Man which I did I did, was not familiar with her work at all when I first saw Spider-Man cuz I was you know 12 13 years old Mhm when you see that movie, it feels like she's been acting for 20 years. She
1: almost Ten has. She almost had.
0: she comes in that role. And that's a small, that's a, not a small role, but it's, you know, it's, it's a secondary role. It's yeah. very secondary. But she is so good in it. She feels like an established name that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so good. Um, Two years after that. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And Spider-Man 2.
1: The girl is good.
0: To do, Also, honestly, one of
1: my favorite rom-coms in the world, Wimbledon in 2004
0: 2005 um uh what's weird just there's a big just a big question mark here 2005 (laughs) seems like she was supposed to do something that year but didn't actually get around to it that's weird
1: so 2005 was elizabeth town
0: i'm sorry i don't know what that is but
1: it's it's a movie and she does her best i'm not sure
0: what that man it's just a nuts career
1: but yeah so she's had a pretty crazy nuts career
0: yeah spider-man 3 um
1: she's been working you know
0: Melancholia by Lars von Trier. She worked with Lars von Trier and she survived.
1: Yeah. And she probably should have won an award for that. She was in...
0: Oh, she appears as herself in Sofia Coppola's 2013 The Bling Ring. Huh. She she and Sofia must be friends. Maybe. They must be friends.
1: Yeah.
0: She's been... Well, that's interesting. She's done done a lot of, like, lower key work in the past few years. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, she hasn't really been a big hit since... I guess you might consider Melancholia, like, a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. But the last like blockbuster she was in, I mean, she was in Anchorman Two, but not like you know, yeah, not a major role. She was in Midnight Special. She's great in that. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I assume she's good in The Beguiled by Sophia again, Sophia Coppola. Mm-hmm. But she's not really been like a big, big movie, honestly, since Spider Man Three. Yeah, that was her last like blockbuster, like big budget studio movie. Because I think.
1: I think her last real big like turn was Fargo. The show. Yes. So mm-hmm. she's doing more
0: TV work, which is, you know, reasonable. That's, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, that's where the most interesting work is being done these mm-hmm. days. And especially for, so we might as well, do you we want to get into it now? Like what a good actress Kirsten Dunst is. I so mean. I think that's going to be the focus of what we're talking about I feel about like here. that is
1: going to be the focus of what we're and talking about. And with all
0: loved Michelle Williams, you're fine. <laughs> you're do, She's doing fine. She's
1: doing fine. She just won an Emmy.
0: But she is, Um. but I think, I feel like for, for actors like Kirsten Dunst, who is. A little bit older, not that old, because you can, she's been no acting. She was like,
1: yeah, I think like, Michelle Williams is actually older than her.
0: She is right because she's like nineteen in this movie. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst is seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst is only thirty-seven, mm-hmm. but thirty-seven for an actress is like no man's land in like yeah. modern-day American film because there's you're not young enough to be like you know the lead the or, or, or like the girlfriend. Yeah, but you're not quite old, old enough to, to be, be the be, mom. Yeah, I mean she's like. Two years out from playing Timothy Chalamet's mom and something, probably. <laughs> but she's not quite old enough for us to really buy into it yet. I,
1: I will see that movie. <laughs> oh, I absolutely mean, sounds great. Honestly,
0: I said it as a cynical joke, but I would absolutely watch it. But so, so she kind of has to go to TV to like find more projects that are suited to her talents. Yeah. So she was on Fargo season two, which mm-hmm. is still great. So great. Uh, I haven't finished season three. Yeah. Uh, people seem to have turned on uh, uh, Noah Howley Now he's made a not very good movie about Natalie Portman.
1: About Natalie Portman. Well,
0: starring Natalie Portman as <laughs> as the astronaut who wore the diaper and like drove across the country. Oh, right. Yeah, but it's like, it's like loosely inspired by it. Uh, but people kind of turned on him after season two of of Legion and season three of Fargo. Yeah. I think we're kind of against him. But season two of, season two of Fargo. Really great. Still very good. Still and very she's good. Fantastic. She's
1: amazing her. in it. Yeah. She's
0: she's married to she's married well she's married to her actual husband.
1: Uh, I think that's I don't know if they've gotten married Jesse, yet.
0: Jesse Plemons, they're not married. I thought they were married.
1: They're engaged. I think they've been engaged they, for engaged. a
0: while. they engaged. Oh. <laughs> well, they've only been engaged since 2016.
1: It's 2019.
0: Fargo, Fargo was 2015, so they yeah. weren't even engaged at that point. Yeah. So they met during Fargo. I think so, yeah. And they played, a, like, a, they played, there's a married couple who were, like, so just, they're both. They're both kind of dead behind the eyes in well, different ways. See,
1: like I think there's like there's actually sort of a correlation between like her character here and Dick, the movie we're talking about.
0: Should we should we explain what Dick is? I mean, we probably kind of, should. I've kind of broken down what it basically is. Yeah. but do you, do you want to go through the the, the plot? The
1: main plot is. Yeah. Um So, uh, these two teenage best friends, um, Betsy and Arlene, uh, go on initially. the like I think the first. So. But, uh, Arlene and they, her, they
0: bumble their way into the Watergate break in the Arlene first and scene. her mom live in the Watergate. Yeah.
1: Like uh, so they Arlene and Betsy are sneaking out to send a letter to some sort of sweepstakes in the middle of the night because they're gonna miss the deadline if they don't yeah. get it out the next morning. And they bumble their way into sort of like witnessing the water the Watergate break in. Um and, you know, I guess I think it's like Jay Gordon Liddy catches them um, and it's it's like a n- no thing or whatever and then they go to school the next day and they're going on a, a field trip to the white house in the 70s when you could just like go to the white house <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh basically they end up through a series of like
0: Hilarious it, it, mishaps. G Gordon Liddy spots them and like, yeah. they, they, like draw him back into the world of this this cover up.
1: Yeah, because he thinks they know something, but they don't really know anything. And then like they end up with the creep list. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> they 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 make cookies which, unbeknownst to them, have weed in them and bring them back to the White House. Yeah, and get they there's there's a. There's a Really funny running joke where they—it's—I mean—it's it's kind of thing that would—if I saw it now, I'd be kind of over it, but yeah. for some reason, seeing it in, in a movie from '99 where it was more of an in- innocent time yeah. makes me accept it. Where they accidentally give people weed cookies over and over again, <laughs> yeah—and it's—it's the, the same joke every time, but it's like, uh, maybe I'm like just dumb in this way, but seeing people pretend to be high is kind of always funny to me. It's always funny, even in like Transformers 2, which is like maybe the worst example of it of all time, where where Sam Witwicky's mom has one weed browning like it goes on like a spiritual journey across the space (laughs) and time but it's i always like it
1: and it's even funnier when it's like the premiere of russia and nixon
0: yeah so we should mention uh, (laughs) playing nixon dan hedaya yeah i'm not really familiar with
1: he's he's been in other stuff but i couldn't name one. he's got a
0: great filmography but i don't he's in blood simple he's in joe versus the volcano he's in wise guys he's in benny and june first wives club
1: that's what I know him from.
0: He's in Mulholland Drive. Yeah,
1: he's he's like he's a very like he's a very working character actor. Oh my god, he was in
0: Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. What? As do you remember this character, Red? No. Do you know who that could be? <laughs> Does anyone? Hey, write in if you remember the character Red from, from Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts and Where Beasts to Find is. Them.
1: But he's playing Nixon, and he is great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he's great. But he doesn't look that much like Nixon. Oh, I
1: know. The other thing we have to talk about is that this this movie is actually a. A prequel to the post or a sequel Sequel to the, sequel the, post. To the post yeah <laughs> so for those of our listeners who've seen the post
0: which i know the is po- probably one or two of you <laughs> yeah you know that the post is about the watergate not the, sorry the it's about the the vietnam papers the pentagon, paper? pentagon, sorry, the pentagon papers i've seen the post you haven't even seen it but you know the plot better than i do is but it the pentagon paper? yeah it's pentagon They're about papers. the v- yeah. vietnam War, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's about the Pentagon Papers, and so it, you know Richard Nixon is kind of like a character in the shadows. Though you never see his face; you see him from a distance, you hear his voice, but he's not a character in the in the film proper. And the movie ends with like, honest to God, if you've seen the post, you know what I'm talking about a sequel tease, like a <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe style tease for the Watergate break-in as a story concept. It's really bizarre, honestly. It's 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 a, it's a fine movie. It's whatever. It's not a good movie to eat a eat a burrito during. <laughs> so I brought a burrito into the showing at Cobble Hill Cinemas, and I was like, "I'll unwrap this during the opening opening parts of the movie." But the opening sequences of the post are just people walking around a carpeted newsroom, whispering at each other. So there was no. I had to wait half an hour before there was like a scene in a, like a you know on the street somewhere where I could like unwrap my <laughs> aluminum foil and eat my burrito in quiet shame. Uh, but anyway, so what I realized was because the washington post the way it's depicted in 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 the post and the way it's depicted in this movie kind of syncs up very well (laughs) and because we don't see nixon or like woodward and bernstein are two characters in this movie
1: yeah but they're not really characters in the post no they don't appear in the post at all yeah so the
0: fact that you don't see them any of those three people in the post but you do see them in this movie and the fact that it picks up basically concurrent to where the post ends Makes it, I think, an interesting, you know, double feature. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I think if if you watch the post and then went right into this, you would be, you know, you'd get all sides of the 70s. You'd get that sort of dark, like, confusing, scary, like, politically charged time, but also kind of, you know, the absurdity of it.
1: Yeah. And, and like, I like that how you don't actually see Nixon's face in the post, right? Yes. But, like, and then you see... Danny Dan, who doesn't look like Nixon. Like, yeah. he's not, like, he's he's very much, like, charactering through this. But it'd like, be like a
0: reveal, like, yeah. there he is. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, he doesn't look at all like Nixon, but you buy it. Yes. You totally buy it. Also,
0: um, we should mention Woodward and Bernstein, played by Will Ferrell and Bruce McCullough. It's great. Just an am- amazing casting.
1: Uh-huh. Like, I forget how much I actually like Will Ferrell in this era as well. It sucks. He's like, so funny. Like, he's funny. funny. He's even, really funny. Even, like,
0: nowadays, if you see him show up on something, he's... He's very funny. He's a very talented actor and comedian, but he just cannot pick projects. (laughs) That's like an SNL cast member thing, I think. Yeah. Where like you, you, even if you're very, very talented, Mm -hmm. you're like, you cannot pick a fucking movie to save your life. (laughs) Look at Chevy Chase. Yeah. The guy had a good run of movies in the 70s and 80s, but after that, it's like, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like there was, he was, he, he was,
1: and I feel like Will yeah. Ferrell also had a good run of movies for a while, but like, you know, or like, you know, middling.
0: And Will Ferrell is like funnier than Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy Chase was like, he should have been, and I think wanted to be like a just standard leading, like Leadyman, male actor. Yeah. He but ended only, up being like, like a goofy almost, guy. He was almost in Hairspray. Not Hairspray. Um. Um. What's the movie? Not American Gigolo. Maybe it is American Gigolo. The Warren Beatty movie. It's based on Jay Sebring. I could Why the fuck I've my fucking phone right here. I can just look it up. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe. It's a, it's a movie about um about a hairstylist in the in the sixties and seventies. think that
1: is a Amer-
0: shampoo. Shampoo, yes. <laughs> shampoo. Maybe I'm no. Well Shampoo okay. is a warm. baby. So shampoo movie. is the warm baby movie about <laughs> Jay Sebring. Um what I'm thinking of is American Jekyll, <laughs> which is a, which is a Richard Gere movie.
1: Yeah,
0: what are we talking about? Oh yeah, Dick. <laughs> Dick. So, well, I think Will I guess, Ferrell being Will not, Ferrell. He's very he's funny. funny. Yeah, I wish. I mean, I don't know what else what other kind of career he could really have. Yeah, but he deserves something better. Yeah, it's just a better vehicle for his talent. Yeah,
1: but he's funny in this. Like this. Uh, but yeah, this is like a spiritual sequel to. Uh, the post yeah i think, it'd, I think or it'd be the be post good. is a prequel to this i think it'd be a good <laughs> double feature honestly yeah i think you yeah. watch them
0: back to back i think be, we should do it it'd be a fun day yeah they're both they're both pretty good yeah i say this is more entertaining than the post but mm-hmm. the post is fine it's fine yeah uh, uh so sorry go ahead no go ahead what i want to what i want to mention just specifically about kirsten dunst and uh, michelle williams's characters about the writing and also but more importantly their performances of them mm-hmm. is these are these are two these are two girls who are like you know they're teenage girls they're kind of like they're obsessed with celebrity and like boys and teenage girl stuff but the movie makes it very clear. They are not just dumb because they are teenage girls. Yeah. They are exceptionally dumb, even for teenagers. Yes. <laughs> like these are two dumb people.
1: Like you don't feel like it's like the movie making fun of teenage girls. You you just think these characters are dumb.
0: You yeah, know it doesn't because it easily easy could feel sexist, but yeah. it really doesn't. It just feel, it feels yeah. like these are just two people who happen to be because you when you see like the rest of the because they're two like, you know it's Michelle Williams and Kirsten Dunst. They're two you know conventionally very you know normal attractive looking mm-hmm. movie stars. But the way like you see them interacting with the rest of their classmates, they all hate them. Yeah, because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like they're goofy idiots, and no one they, they they only have one friend each.
1: But you know, they like their lives, and I like it for them.
0: Honestly, goals, goals, goals. they're goals. doing great. They <laughs> they never once they sort of there's a moment there's moments towards the end where they kind of start to pick up on the fact that they're like caught up in a bigger thing than than what they thought they were, mm-hmm. but they kind of like never really get it. Which is the best way to possibly play it. Yeah. Because what happens is that the Michelle Williams, is she Arlene? Yeah, Arlene. Is she Arlene? She falls in love with the with, uh, with Richard Nixon. Yeah. Which is where the movie sort of, uh, you know, uses up its two or three dick pun jokes. Honestly, they don't go that hard on it. Yeah. They, they could have gone way harder. Again, the movie's called Dick, which is yeah. kind of just funny by itself. Yeah. <laughs> but they, there's a few, you know, a few little moments of body, penis-related humor but, but never, you know, never, 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 they never go all, all in with it. Yeah. But, but Kirsten Dunst's performance in this is so, so funny.
1: It's so funny. She's such a talented She's actress. She's so funny. <laughs> the way she
0: plays it is so, like, it's, it's, it's fully committed. She, they're both fully inhabiting these characters. Yeah. So they're fully in the moment. They're, they, they're taking it all very seriously. But, well, she, it's funny. The way Kirsten Dunst reads some of these lines, it's like it's both serious but it's, like, just a little bit too serious. Yeah. Like, not, not so much that it becomes, like, you know, over the top and distracting. But she is, like, so invested in the idea that her friend is having an emotional affair with Richard Nixon. <laughs> that she's, like, this the moment when they confront each other in the, in the roller skating rink. Yeah. She's, like, just say it. I already know what it is. Just <laughs> say it. And the way she reads it is so, it's perfect. It's, it's so, It's just so the right good. level of, of of committed and dramatic and, and too, a little bit too dramatic. Yeah. That makes it just, it sells it so well. And, like,
1: I feel like you could totally, if this was, like, Kirsten Dunn's first film and, like, you know, she was just, like, a no-name a no at this point, which she's not at this point, like.
0: You've been uh, in the game for, like, seven years, like, yeah. ten years yeah. almost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, like, you could think, oh, maybe she's just, like, they just picked the right person for this, and that's how that person is. Like, no, Kirsten Dunst is doing work. This movie came out two weeks after Drop Dead
0: Gorgeous. That is, that is that is mind-blowing to me.
1: Two weeks.
0: Because <laughs> you think about, you, you know, you didn't have Twitter back then. No. You had the internet, kind of. Yeah. But you could be a person who just went and, like, who wanted to see this movie. Or wait, which one? Drop Dead Gorgeous came out first? Yeah. You could be a person who just wanted to see Drop Dead Gorgeous went into the theater said, Oh man, that was really funny. And on your way out, you pass by a poster. What's this? Dick coming in two weeks starring Kirsten Dunst. What a time to be alive. Jeez. To sort of stumble your way into like a late summer Kirsten Dunst double feature. So This movie and Drop Dead Gorgeous would have been in theaters at the same time. Yeah. You could have seen two audiences in 1999. So, we had no idea how spoiled we were. You could go in late summer of 1999 and see have your pick of two fantastic comedies both starring kirsten dunst
1: so kirsten dunst made five movies in that came out in 1999 devil's arithmetic march 28th
0: television film do, uh, do, do you know do you know I, where, what, what channel it aired on
1: do not know well maybe but i'll
0: look it up sorry i didn't mean to derail
1: you Go <laughs> on. showtime showtime Showtime? What is this distributed by Showtime?
0: Showtime is sorry, I'm, I don't want to keep <laughs> Go keep going.
1: Um, Desert March March 28th. Virgin Suicides was May 19th. True Heart was June 15th. And then Dr. Gorgeous was July 23rd and Dick was August 4th.
0: Uh, two less than 2 weeks later.
1: Less than 2 weeks later. But she had five movies come out in less than 6 months.
0: The Mind Boggles, truly.
1: That's five movies in like five months. It's crazy.
0: And she was like nineteen. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, who's this? Who's this Kirsten Dunst person who's suddenly around a lot? People have been seeing her for the entire decade. Yeah. Like if you saw interview with Vampire, you remembered Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. She's a. Very, she was good in it. She's very good. Yeah. It's a very memorable role. Uh, I assume I have not. I'm not really familiar with this, the Gillian Armstrong version of Little Women.
1: It's it's. If you were a girl who grew up in the nineties, you've seen it.
0: Because she's one of the she's one of the women. Yeah. She's one of the March children.
1: Yes. Amy? <laughs> uh, um,
0: younger Amy March yes. is her, her credited role. And Jumanji?
1: Yeah. Like I mean, she's, she's, a, she's a pretty I think it's like, but like She has a small role in
0: basically Jumanji. Basically, I'm
1: saying is you could if if this was if Dick was her only movie, you'd be like, oh, maybe they just pick some dumb, you know, teenage girl to play this, but like Kirsten Dunst is doing work to really inhabit this character in this movie and she does it so so well.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not cuz you you see her play move play in roles like like this or there's probably you know similarities between this and her role in uh, Fargo season 2 honestly cuz they're both kind of like I was going to say that earlier, yeah. yeah. They're both kind of not too smart people. Yeah. Although in 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 you know in this movie her her kind of dumbness is played for comedy mm-hmm. and Fargo it's like a tragedy cuz she wants more from life but isn't for the smart enough or decent enough to actually like make that happen without ruining several lives in the process yeah uh but it's it's so good and then you can you compare that to the way the way she plays other roles like you know i was saying again i know that well, like, i know mary jane watson in the spider-man movies is, is a pretty thankless role a lot of the time yeah. but she gives it her all yeah she
1: she and i think that's what kirsten Dunst does she doesn't phone it in
0: She's never, the, phoned in, never phoned it not in. The girl has never phoned it in. Not once has she phoned it in. <laughs>
1: she doesn't know how. She doesn't know how.
0: All right, I mean, got, yeah, man. She she excels at playing a... a what what I, what I think is going to happen at some point is we're going to look back... at Because I haven't seen... I have not seen uh, Melancholia. Yeah. I have not seen... I mean, I've seen Midnight Special. I have not seen um, On Becoming a God in Central Florida. Yeah. But that's a movie about like a... Like a it's about like a... A pyramid scheme thing, right? The, the show, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're go- we're gonna look back at some point and realize that that Kristen Dunst is exceptional playing a certain kind of like mildly mildly dumb American person. Yeah, that was not like a certain kind of like ambitious but unqualified and and uh, you know st- stupid American woman. Yeah. I feel like for a lot of reasons, we're not going to be able to appreciate that for a long time. Yeah. When I say we, I mean everyone but me and you.
1: Yeah. We already appreciate it. Because we're very
0: smart. <laughs> and we can appreciate it.
1: Justin Dunst is smart.
0: <laughs> She's smart. Because you you, you you can't, for a lot of reasons, and some legitimate, some not, it's yeah. hard to really say, like, to examine the idea of, like, oh, what's the archetype of, archetype of like, an ambitious but dumb American woman? Because, mm-hmm. like, you, you, even saying that, I feel kind of gross. But that, yes. that, that is a that person exists mm-hmm. and th- we don't need to pretend that every female character needs to be aspirational yeah. or they even like their ambition needs to be good. Yeah. Cause the kitchen dance plays characters who have ambitions, but they're not always good. They're sometimes destructive and stupid and you root for her. And but
1: she plays them. And the thing is, like, she plays them so well because you do like, she does that thing where it's like, you know that the character's like ambitions are maybe bad and maybe but, like you, she's, Really excels at playing people you root for as well. I think, yeah. Um and like even thinking about Drop Dead Gorgeous, where she does also play a sort of. <laughs> a,
0: that wasn't, sorry, that was she, me that time.
1: <laughs> she she does play a sort of like she's she's smart. She definitely plays a more intellectual per, um, girl in Drop Dead Gorgeous, but like average. You know, not like she, her role in Drop Dead Gorgeous is basically like I am an average teenage girl. <laughs> like that is what she is, who wants to get out of her small town and is doing it through pageants. Um, but, like, even the differences between how she plays that character and how she plays this character in Dick, who are both teenage girls and, like, are both, like, you know, like, they could be, a different actress would play those two characters the exact same way.
0: Right, because they're both, like, <laughs> on the surface level, they're both kind of vapid and, yeah. you know, not super concerned with the world outside of their own lives. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the the, the, the character in, in Drop It Gorgeous is more naive and, like, kind yeah. of like just naturally sweet yeah. and genuine and kind of... Kind of smart, but you know, again, young and And
1: like you feel like she would have done better in a better situation. Like, you know, but in her character her character in Dick is just like that bitch dumb.
0: Just not not unlikable. No, so likable. The most likable.
1: And like but also like dumb, but also like sort of understands like who she is and what she wants. Like the whole thing with uh the scene with Ryan Reynolds where she's like, I'm a hot young girl and I'm gonna use my body to get what I want. Like she could have been dumb in the way that was like, "Oh, I'm not pretty. I'm not cute." She's like, "No, I'm fucking cute. <laughs> I'm gonna use my body to distract this teenage boy while you sneak in and get these things." Yes. <laughs> like, so I really like appreciate both the writing and the and mostly Kirsten Dunn's acting because she really brings multiple dimensions to what could have been a very one dimensional character. She's she's so
0: good. She's so good. And I, and, I, and I wonder if there's like a, a parallel to be made between her and I've been watching a lot of. Danny McBride's work recently. But he is, he, you know, he's so of inhabits and is like, you know, a- appropriately recognized for inhabiting a very specific, like American archetype that's not, uh, that's otherwise kind of unremarked upon. And I wonder if maybe in another world or maybe in this world, given some time, we might appreciate Kirsten Dunst as being kind of like a female kind of point to that. Yeah. As a, as inhabiting a very specific type of uh, American, you know, character. Mm-hmm. In a way that very few people have done. I'm just... I'm, I know I get caught up in this, but in, in the Spider-Man movies, like, I watched Spider-Man 3 recently. Yeah. That's a movie thats I have a lot of other thoughts about that I won't get into now because for, for the sake of I time. don't
1: know if I've seen Spider-Man 3.
0: It's better than its reputation has it to be. It's more, it's more interesting, I think, than basically any sp- Spider-Man movie produced after that.
1: I've only seen the first two.
0: I mean, the first two were good. Yeah. I think 3 is better than it, it has, you know, is, is mostly known to be. Yeah. But, but, her, anyway. but her but her but if you, you, you see her in that like her romance with 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 Tobey Maguire's character Peter Parker or some may know him as I don't know why I said <laughs> you know the Tobey Maguire character I'm not going to say the who Tobey it is Tobey Maguire
1: character in Spider-Man 3 <laughs> Yeah,
0: you know, um the, the Tobey Maguire role it's so it feels very real mm-hmm. and there's a, there's there, you could easily imagine her as the lead of the story not in the way that she actually like has enough character to play to really carry a whole film mm-hmm. but she brings so much to it that you like totally again it's it's spider-man the movies are built to get you to sympathize with him and his struggles and his his successes and failures and you do but her you totally feel her point of view in every single moment and it's a very kind of complex thing because you're along with him and it's kind of like a wish, wish fulfillment thing because mm-hmm. in spider-man 3 he's like doing well he's like on top of the world that sort of begins to alienate him from Mary Jane and the way she plays it is so you never lose sight of like that she has a point like she is right to be upset with him and you totally feel her pain as she goes through it I don't know it's, it's really good because you've seen Spider-Man 1 right yeah you know they, they do the upside down kiss yeah which so good love it <laughs> love it I, I, I say this all the t- I say this in every podcast episode I feel like now but I like <laughs> the Marvel movies there's not one moment in the Marvel Spider-Man franchise yeah. that matches that upside down kiss. The oh, maybe. Marvel
1: Spider Man franchise, or like
0: the Marvel, the MCU,
1: the MCU just in general.
0: Well, okay, there's one Spider Man moment that matches that, but it's really more of an Iron Man moment, honestly. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I just, I would, I would definitely agree that the Andrew Garfield Spider Man,
0: <laughs> right. throw those
1: out, whatever. Um, well, that, that's
0: just another Sony Spider Man universe. Yeah. that's not even Marvel.
1: <laughs> I think there is some like depth in the tom hall and spider-man in parts but okay,
0: i like those movies i want I, I would wanna...
1: agree with you that both tom mcguire and especially kirsten Dunst were able to bring a lot to characters that maybe shouldn't have in in with other actors you wouldn't have felt as much right.
0: with but sorry my, what i was saying was in spider-man 3 there's a moment where he is like on stage for a big spider-man celebration it's kind of dumb but he <laughs> is like he, like, you know, sort of swept, swept up in the moment and recreates the upside-down kiss with another woman. And, he, and Kirsten Dunst is, like, she's there and sees it. And, he, like, you so feel her, like, the betrayal of that. And it's yeah. really, I think, entirely due to her acting. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst, she's great.
1: She's great. Give her an award. Michelle, Williams is,
0: Michelle Williams is fine. <laughs> she's she's, fine. she's
1: good. She's good, you know.
0: I'll say it, it's the most I've ever liked Michelle Williams. hmm
1: Same. <laughs> 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 um...
0: Yeah. I mean again I, I sort of talked about this in some stuff that might might or not might not be uh, uh, you know, included in the final episode. But the creative team of this movie director Andrew Fleming has made mostly he's made a lot of television. Directed a lot of episodes of television. He directed the Nancy Drew from two thousand seven. Oh, most notably directed The Craft, which I've not seen, but I know The Craft is a big thing for a lot of women, roughly our age. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. That's fair to say. I right. haven't
1: actually seen it, but
0: Me neither. Uh, like I Gr- feel
1: like Emily's definitely seen the crap. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Emily has for sure seen the crap. Are you
0: kidding me? So yeah, he is, you know, he's he's, he's he has a career. Mostly just a working director. Mm-hmm. But he's good. The writing the writing was him and Cheryl longan who has one of the movie credited to her name, which I have never heard of. Producer uh prolific producer, Gaylan Hurd, actually. She's done a lot of really good work. Yeah. As a producer, I mean, Gaylan Hurd, Hurd, the producer, did Terminator, Aliens, The Abyss, Terminator 2, Tremors 1. Tremors 1, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors 1. Armageddon. Clockstoppers. We all remember Clockstoppers. You know. Hey, did you ever see Clockstoppers? No. Oh. It was a Nickelodeon movie, and I was like the age where oh, I saw wait. all the Nickelodeon movies.
1: Maybe. So Perfect. I want to talk about, I want to go back to talking about Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> let, me, let me
0: let me run through Galen and Hurt for a little bit longer. Okay. Um, wait, sorry, these are all bad movies. <laughs> Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone. You know. The Walking Dead franchise, which is bad, but very successful. Yeah. I just want to, Galen and Hurt is such a massive part of 80s cinema that I, I think I just want to take a moment to appreciate her work whenever I can. Kelsey, Great,
1: um. But going back to Kirsten Dunst and her underappreciatedness, like Kirsten Dunst has only been nominated for three major like awards in her uh career. Which ones? She's been nominated for two Golden Globes.
0: Didn't even win. No. A Golden Globe.
1: Not even for Melancholia. Kirsten Dunst too. doesn't
0: even have a Golden Globe because
1: the stuff with Melancholia is like, I think the movie came out right before all the stuff like the shitty. Lars von Trier was, like.
0: But I mean, by 2019 standards, what he did wasn't even that shitty. I know,
1: but like then.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. It
1: probably ruined her award buzz.
0: What he he was he was like that was that like,
1: article you sent me? You sent me someone sent me about Kirsten Dunst was like talking about how she probably should have won all those awards oh, for yeah. Melancholia, and then all stuff happened with Lars von Trier and.
0: I mean, what happened was he was at like an, an award, like at a panel. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes I think maybe I sympathize with Hitler." Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Lars von Trier. <laughs> I mean, he's also, well, actually, no, he's also, wait, hold he's on. He's also bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm catching up mentally on the other stuff that's been said about him very vaguely. Because Bjork was like, Bjork said in the past year, I worked with a director once who was really abusive and terrible and made me feel like shit every day of my life. And Bjork's only been in a few movies. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so Lars von Trier, not good. I yeah. take it back. Not he's, good. He's, he's not, not good, and he's a lot good. of
1: like he said some shitty stuff like around the Melancholia, yeah, like press and stuff. And I think uh, I I was reading some critics talking about how how Kirsten Dunst is underappreciated as an actress, <laughs> um, and how that sort of ruined her like award buzz for that movie. She's been nominated for a Golden Globe for Interview with the Vampire, Best Supporting Actress, and Fargo. Interview
0: with the Vampire, in which she was what fourteen. No, no twelve.
1: Like, yeah, like young. My um, god. Is it so god. She, what, 1994 what? And 2015, 21 years apart, she was nominated for Golden Globes and didn't win either of them. And then she was nominated for an Emmy for Fargo as well. Those didn't, are the only major awards. She's, hey, she's won a host of other can like, you, smaller awards.
0: Um, of a have in of of you who she lost that, that Golden Globe of a that, that Emmy of that do bit of a I
1: don't. So it was, uh, the Emmy award was best supporting actress in a limited or best actress in a limited series or movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh, for this Fargo. This a bullshit category.
0: Um, the Golden Globes are so the Emmys are so stupid. The Golden so, Globes and Emmys are both so poorly organized. So,
1: it was Carrie Washington, Lily Taylor, Audrey McDonald, um, Felicity Huffman, Kirsten Dunst, and Sarah Paulson won for, for what? For people versus O.J. Simpson.
0: Oh. She's good. (laughs) I was like, he's gonna be mad because she's good. good. (laughs) Uh, I can't. I'm I'm mad because I can't be as mad as I want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: She is good. Damn. I don't see why we need to pit women against each other. We should. We should. We should. should, should, Sarah
1: Paulson's been nominated for seven Primetime Emmys. That's her first. That's her only win. But like. Kirsten Dunst is so good. I'm
0: not gonna get on this podcast in front of God and everybody, you know, all forty of our listeners, and say that I don't like Sarah Paulson. No, I can't. I can't do that.
1: No, we just need to give Kirsten Dunst her due. She's so good. I'm so tired of her not being recognized.
0: This is the beginning of the Kirsten She also, the she,
1: Sarah Paulson also won the um, Golden Globe. Oh, no, that's a different year. Oh. Lady Gaga won the Golden Globe for American Horror Story.
0: Ew. Ah. Wait. So so Kirsten Dunst and Fargo and Lady Gaga and American Horror Story Hotel it's weird it were nominated. Weird. We're up for the same award and and Lady Gaga won. Is that right? Is that yeah, what you're telling me? because
1: it's weird because it was the 2016 Emmys, but it was the 2015 Golden Globe. But yeah, Lady Gaga beat Kirsten Dunst, which is just a shame. So a are you huge shame on the hollywood foreign press
0: shame on the emmys
1: <laughs> the gold the golden globes
0: the golden globes too <laughs> and the golden globes the 2015 golden globes the
1: 2015 golden globes yes.
0: lady, lady gaga lady gaga won the golden globe over kirsten dunst in 2015 for her role versus american, american horror, horror story colon hotel
1: are you all still talking about dick yeah, man. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Which is mostly just we're talking about how good an actress Kirsten Dunst is. Uh, <laughs> we should
0: probably wrap it up soon. We've been we talking probably about should wrap it up is. soon. She's so good though. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is great. Yeah, I
1: guess we all need to watch
0: Becoming a God. I know. That's I'm, I'm talking myself into watching it Me right too, now. Me too. Yeah.
1: So yeah, basically takes <laughs> takes from this episode include
0: <laughs> bullet points, takeaways. Here's your reader's guide, your discussion guide for the episode.
1: Kirsten Dunst is a really fucking good actress dick is a sequel to the post (laughs) go on uh those were my only two points do we have more points
0: no i have a pitch time for you okay i'm ready it's not so much a fully developed pitch as just a thought experiment yes so this movie came out in 99 yes it's about a thing that happened about 25 sorry 27 years earlier yes so I'm thinking of is now, like, what would be... Because we're
1: now 20 years post-Dick the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> if
0: we were to make it now or in this year or the next coming years, yeah. soon anyway, if we were to make a... Something a, that happened
1: 25 years. If previous, we were to make it a, 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 perhaps, bit, a comedy about perhaps a comedy... Perhaps a presidential scandal?
0: As if there was to be a scandal... <laughs> yes, you already had of me. If there was to be a comedic film about a presidential scandal taking place 20-some years ago now, yeah. what would it be? I mean... Like, it, if it was set, if set in the White House, two young girls are involved... It's, com- it's comedic. There's a lot of bumbling and a lot of cover-ups.
1: <sighs> like, can so, can we do, like, the Monica Lewinsky thing and make it funny? Because I don't know if we can do that.
0: So we discussed this during the movie. Right. The two options we have are, A, the Lewinsky scandal, which yeah. is, you know, kind of... I mean, we're already going to get an, a retelling of that next year with the new season of, of American Crime Story. Is that what it is? It's the, yeah, the Lewinsky scandal. Oh, okay. Uh, which is Which is, you know, kind of... Not funny in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's funny in how sort of histrionic and, and, and nuts it got. Yeah. So that, that's one option. So that might not be so funny. Because the Watergate breaking is like no one got, like, you know. No one's lives got no one, ruined. No one got taken other advantage than, of. This other that, than
1: Richard the Nixon's. <laughs> yeah, there's no. And even he was fine. He got yeah. pardoned. Richard was <laughs> <laughs>
0: fine. Come on. <laughs> he was present. Now he doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> or this is my pitch shooting the movie. A a a bumbling comedy about two teenage girls who accidentally stumble upon the cover up of the murder of Vince Foster by the Clinton crime family. <laughs> yeah. And Vince we Foster. Back, we can bring back Will Ferrell. Have him play Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Oh God, I don't know the story well enough to like figure out if that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> would would love if we do do. If we do do, <laughs> if we do the nice. uh, the you know the '90s scandal movie, I would love for Kirsten Dunst to still be in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she'd be gonna... like
1: the grown-up, like Betsy Jones.
0: Uh, I mean, okay, this is this is gonna get me in trouble with somebody. But Kirsten Dunst's
1: later trip. <laughs>
0: think you need to <laughs> upgrade her status a little bit. Kirsten Dunst as Hillary Clinton. Oh shit! Come on, like fifteen. Yes. Maybe ten. Maybe well, actually, how old was? I don't know how close Hillary Clinton was during the nineties. Like honestly,
1: forties probably. Yeah. So She's like close. soon,
0: mm-hmm. like in the next five or ten years, uh, Kirsten Dunst as Clinton.
1: As Hillary Clinton. That could, I'm, that I'm could, into it.
0: Or like you know, 15, 20 years from now, and like it's a movie based on the twenty sixteen election, which huh, gets gonna be good when that starts really kicking off. <laughs> oh
1: God. No, I'm I'm into that. I'm into that. <laughs>
0: there's there's a, there's a certain there's something to that. Yeah. I think that could really be. She doesn't have. She doesn't look anything like her.
1: No, but she didn't have to. But
0: that, that could that could Daniel be. Danny Day
1: doesn't look like Nixon.
0: That's really that's my um that that's that's that would be my pitch for a movie that if you really wanted to like address what the Clintons actually like represent in American culture, is you would have her as Hillary. Yeah. And Danny McBride as Bill Clinton.
1: Oh shit.
0: Which is not good casting, but... But it
1: would be a good movie. But it'd, be, it'd be a
0: good movie. <laughs> yeah. You should get Dan McBride and Kirsten Dunst together in some capacity.
1: God, please.
0: That That's a powerful combination. It's a
1: powerful, powerful Middle America vibes. Mm, very good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's...
0: Yeah, that's, that's yeah.
1: it. In conclusion, Kirsten Dunst is a good actress. Yeah.
0: I guess this is more of a Kirsten Dunst episode than an episode about Dick, but... Yeah, uh, but you know...
1: I mean, I could have just made you watch all of the movies. Like,
0: well, you made me watch. I did make you watch Raptor Gorgeous. Gorgeous, and
1: I will probably make you watch Get Over It at some point because that one is also very. You
0: also good. made me watch uh, Bring It On. Yes. We did an true. episode of Bring It On. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, how, how did we not mention that?
1: I forgot. It was early. It was early in the run. Was It, <laughs> it was pretty was, early. No, it wasn't
0: that early, was it? I
1: think it was pretty early.
0: Huh. No. Anyway. Do you know? uh, takeaways, yeah, those things. We're mm-hmm. probably going to watch Uh, the. Showtime show she's in. Just at this point. I've I've built up a lot of steam over it. Yeah, other than that, Kirsten Dunst is good.
1: She's good. We like her.
0: Nixon, bad. 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 Real bad. Kirsten Dunst, good. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, shout out. Special thanks, Denia Bowd of the Weeping Village for use of their song, Outside in the Rain, from their self-titled album, available now on Bandcamp.
1: Special thanks to Carly Sussman for designing our logo. You can find her work at carly-rose.com.
0: If you like our podcast... Subscribe.
1: Great review. Great review.
0: Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Call to action. Do a thing. If you if you if you, you, you care. <laughs> if
1: you're a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press, give Kirsten Dunst an <laughs> award.
0: <laughs> and if you're looking for another another podcast, Andrew Ninja Warrior. For a little while. For a look for a little bit. <laughs> uh, they are our our um was our sister daughter podcast. <laughs> Something like that. Our our brother-daughter podcast. (laughs) Anyway, they're doing good work.
1: They're doing good work.
0: Shout out to Sarah and Andrew for for putting out a a good podcast. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And that's basically it.
1: That's it. As we always say, go Go to 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 therapy.
0: They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up. Can't let them get to me. And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me I can mention me. I don't know. <laughs> that joke's for somebody. Someone'll will, someone will get that and uh yeah, maybe, Dave. maybe enjoy it. They'll <laughs> probably find it. Are we just gonna become a podcast about like four Dave now?
1: Maybe. <laughs>